Thanks for joining us for Couples Inc., a show where we help couples work better together. I'm Jody. I'm a business owner, a communication strategist, and an avid reader of mystery novels. And I also work with my husband. That's me. I'm Glenn, Jody's partner in life and business, and devoted vinyl collector, aka hoarder. And in this podcast, we want to help you find ways to strengthen your working relationship while bringing couple power to your customers. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the concept of work-life balance. And then we'll tell you a little bit about our personal cancer journey that led to a company called Living Pink Communications. Then, for fun, at the end of the episode, we're going to test our partner proficiency with a couple's quiz. So without further ado, let's get started with episode one of Couples, Inc. I know that when we talked about um, preparing for the show, you were going to do some research on on blend and balance and whatever you call yeah. it. But again, I like the I like blend for some reason. It just feels more authentic and more real. Like we're not pieces in a pie chart. We are living a life, and it's got to have some mix in it. You like blend because it rhymes with Glenn. That's yes, perfect, perfect. I found on a website entrepreneur.com that. We're talking about the blend and the I guess the antithesis of that really is working in separate spaces as a couple when you each have a different job and you go to that place for eight hours, 10 hours, however long you spend, and you're essentially building a different sort of world for yourself. You're building a different life. And when the two of you come back together as a couple, you can talk about aspects of that. And, you know, people do. But there's not that innate, yeah, the the aha moment, so to speak, that you get when you are working together, when you are blending. And it's a deeper understanding. I think it leads to a deeper understanding of each other, a deeper level of trust, you know, yeah, as I, a couple. I think so. And it's kind of weird, um, the concept of work wife, work husband. Right. Yeah. You are literally my work husband as well as my husband so it does allow for this natural blend and that is the plus of working with your significant other is that you know think about it companies spend so much time on team building exercises or retreats or things to build camaraderie but a strong you know partnership you already have as a couple it's a built-in team yeah can extend to the business so that's really really kind of an awesome concept of working with your spouse and how you already by default create that blend one other thing too is like unlike you know you don't go to separate offices today with technology you don't just like fred flintstone horn goes off you slide down the dinosaur and you're done with work you go home well with technology you may be listening to a podcast that is about work related stuff on your way home you may be checking emails at different times and that's a good and bad thing Mm -hmm. i think you need to set boundaries but we have the ability to have a little bit of work a little bit of personal, a little bit of self-care throughout our day, which kind of is kind of nice. But again, you've got to set boundaries and you've got to understand that I'm present in this moment. I'm doing this. And then I'm present in this moment where I'm taking some time for some self-care. Um, but it kind of allows for it to be a blend. And if you can like design your day, if you have that luxury, then that's where you kind of think about how can I sprinkle these things so it becomes a blend. Yeah. Yeah. So here's a pivot. I'm, it's interesting that you mentioned the boundaries and everything, 
because one thing that I was reading on the Harvard Business Review. Boy, you are like. website. I'm a webmeister. You are just crazy with the reading. I admit it. I'm crazy with the web. Well, what I want you to do is before before you read, say, says here, which I just think is kind of fun. You know, because it takes us back to when people used to read newspapers and they would talk to their spouse across okay. the kitchen table. Uh, it says here, the Harvard Business Review says that there's such a thing as log rolling. Log rolling? What is that? Log rolling. Yeah. And it sounds, you know, kind of like, hey, let's go to a lumberjack conversation. Yeah, I was say, that sounds like one of those things you see on reality. Shopping a chainsaw. On ESPN, on ESPN 8 or whatever, where you yeah. see the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Ocho, you see the uh, log rolling competition or whatever. No offense to those who are log rollers. I could not do it, so I mad respect, mad props to you. I could do it, but I'd be dunking every half second as I <laughs> held on to the log in a horizontal fashion. They define it uh, as the off-time shifting of tasks for fairness, and a byproduct of that is efficiency. So that, let's say, and we do this all the time, but let's say that when you're working together as a couple, you set some sort of a schedule that while, let's say, you are doing a client call or you're working on one of the projects that we have, I am doing the nap thing. <laughs> you're meeting with Snooze and Associates. Yes. No, I'm uh, doing something maybe that taking out the trash or doing something that needs fixing so that you're really working on parallel tracks, but nothing, well, I don't say nothing falls by the wayside, but little things don't fall by the wayside. And at the end of the day, you don't have this pileup of, oh, I didn't take out the trash. I didn't fix the leaky uh, horn blower at the top of the roof. So while one's doing one thing, someone else is doing the other kind kind of thing. Yeah, Kind of like, are you kind of saying, okay, with log rolling, like when there are two people, they're facing opposite directions. So although the goal is to knock the other one off, so you we're going to forget that part. Yeah, that's not. You're, you're cooperative log rolling. Cooperative log rolling. Yeah, and that's going to be a thing in the next Olympics. <laughs> cooperative log rolling. I'm going to introduce it. I think you should. Yeah. Write my congressman. Yeah. I mean, see how long. It could be like, an, oh my gosh, it could be a Guinness World Record of how long. I mean, you could be online for like days. And there won't be a log rolling gap between us and other nations this time. No, we will We will soar. Make it so. No, I think I see what you're saying. So basically, maybe the balance too is maybe not you finding the balance, but maybe while I might be taking 60% of something, you take you know, 40% of the other of the other part of that, or we vice versa. So maybe the the burden kind of gets shared. And that blends things mm-hmm. because really the title of the article was How Couples Can Find Balance While Working From Home. But that kind of spoke to me when I was looking for resources about how to best put into words the blend yeah, aspect yeah. of this. Yeah, I think the, I guess the, the big takeaway from me is don't put pressure on yourself because you haven't given everything equal amount. Don't feel pressure to achieve this elusive work-life balance. It shouldn't 
just make it work for you. And the blend is such that maybe it is more important for you to take some time to be with family or to do self-care, or maybe it is more important to take care of business related. But stop trying to create this balance that most of us agree doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a myth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just find that blend that works for you. And we've worked where we know when we need to charge, do you know, self-care, recharge, when we need to do something together as a couple, and then when we need to focus on our business. So just, just look at yourself and think, what's most important and how do I achieve what I want and what are my goals at this moment? And look for the blend. And look for the blend. We wanted to take this first episode to tell you a little bit more about us. And one of the things that has been a big part of our lives as a couple and, you know, as business owners um, has been our cancer journey. In 2003, I was diagnosed with breast cancer stage two. Since that time, I had several recurrences. So in essence, I've gone through breast cancer four times. Now, for those of you doing the math might think, how many boobs did she have? All of them. All of them. Or... Maybe not enough. I don't Maybe know. not enough. But what happens with breast cancer is it's still called breast cancer, even if it goes to, say, your bone, which is what happened the second time. So it went to my bone, um, and then it went to my lymph node, and then a lymph node again. So I have metastatic breast cancer. So long story short, we have been dealing with cancer as a significant part of our life since 2003. Uh, and during that time, we have learned a couple of things. And there, here are the three things that t- cancer has taught us. Well, number one, I guess you're, you're looking at me like I need to talk now. It's your turn. Okay. Um, perspective. And I think that's something that just about everyone can relate to. When you get something that's really earth-moving in your life, um, at the time, you may not realize, but down the road, you'll gain perspective like you wouldn't have had before if it hadn't happened. Absolutely. So you can go through this, you can go through anything and you, and you don't realize what you can go through right. until it happens. Right. Cause you, you know, and that kind of goes back to starting a business. Mm-hmm. If you are in a situation, even if you're not in a situation at work where you're particularly unhappy, it pays to look into it. It pays to, well, I guess if people are listening to this, they've already started it mm-hmm. and they've already committed, but the fear may still be there. You know, oh, my gosh, we've done this, and now, you know, uh, we don't know what's going to happen. Well, the truth is, you don't know what's going to happen. You're never going to know what's going to happen. Your perspective is going to change because you can go through this. And we went through it, and again, we're still, I'm still metastatic, so I still take uh, medicine. Uh, We even named our company Living Pink Communications because we're not dying. We're living. We're living pink. Um, number two is valuing your partner. I think this put an emphasis on our relationship. Um, Glenn had just proposed to me uh, two months. In a hot air balloon. In a hot air balloon um, before I was diagnosed. So he proposed. It wasn't in the balloon. We were in a gondola. It wasn't like you had the flames leaping at your feet. Right, you know, right. Make a decision. Right. Which was kind of funny because he had this big long speech but forgot that every once in a while they turn the gas on. So... <laughs> Jody completely obliterates the sound around. I just it. want you to. <laughs> <laughs> the most important thing is that we. <laughs> but I, I got the gist of it, and I, I said yes. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be able to. <laughs> so anyway, it was very interesting. But we, he proposed in June, um, and I was diagnosed that following August. Um, but he stuck with me. And unfortunately, so did the cancer. But that's kind of been a part of our life, and he's been my number one caregiver, and it really strengthened 
our relationship. Yeah. And to me, when you're in the trenches on something like that, you really look back on it and say, I didn't figure that I had that kind of strength, but now I know I do, and I can carry that forward into other endeavors. Absolutely. And the last one, number three. Which leads into you can do what you, you are didn't capable. think you could. Yeah, you're more yeah. capable than you thought you, you would. You know, so. And I'm going to throw in a bonus. I know we said three things, but I'm going to throw in a bonus. Um, something we learned being cancer co-survivors, I guess, is people give you ridiculous cures. Turns out there is a, there are tons of things that can cure cancer if you just look at the right internet page. Well, anyway, there's a funny story I have about this. Um, it was during... It was between radiation and chemo for, I think, my third third Your episode? Fourth. fourth. Yeah. Yeah. And we decided to go to Vegas for some relaxation, went to a spa. So I'm there in the spa. I'm sitting there enjoying myself in the sauna. Mm-hmm. And this woman talks to me about, you know, just a couple of women were talking to me. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I explained my situation. I'm there to relax between treatments. And then... She, I go, I'm like, hey, bye. And I go over to the hot tub. I'm sitting there and this woman comes back, one of the women I talked to, and she lays this bottle of vitamins, I think, on my on the lounge chair and so I can have them, I think. So so I'm like, okay. So I take the vitamins back to the room and I I get ready to toss them in the trash because, uh, and Glenn goes, well, what are you doing? What are you throwing away? I'm like, babe, no good story ends well if it starts with hey i got these vitamins in this open bottle from this woman i just met at a sauna in vegas yeah what happens in vegas stays in vegas and what happens in the hot tub gets put on a podcast puts on a podcast so so i'm like I don't know why she thought I would take these. I don't know if they're fish oil. I don't know. But they're, they, it was open. Like, so it wasn't even like I would normally take it, but it was open. And I just met, the, met her. And this is a sauna in Vegas. So Sounds I. Sounds like the start of a hangover sequel. It does. It does. And I'm like, okay, did I just miss an opportunity? Was that the cure? I don't know. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to risk it. Cause like I said, no story ends well when you're like, hey, let's take this. I just got this from a woman I met in a, sauna in vegas so you find a lot of people some of them have the best of intentions best 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 of intentions but i trust my oncologist so i'm gonna go ahead and stick with the you know targeted therapies and the you know i didn't share this with you but i had a similar thing in the men's part of the spa the guy's name was morpheus (laughs) which which one did you take the red or the blue i still don't know yeah i don't even remember which one you're supposed to It's time for that wacky couples quiz. How well do you know your partner? Once again, here are your hosts, Jody and Glenn. All right, first question. What did your partner want to be when they grew up? What's your answer for me? I'm going to say you wanted to be a writer. Not a writer, but a writer. A writer, a writer with a T. books, yeah. Actually, that kind of would have been good because, as you know, I was a member of the Young Authors Club from a a library. Nerd. (laughs) Nerd. 
a library program when I stayed with my grandmother over the summers in New Jersey. I was a member of the Young Authors Club, mm-hmm. and I did write a book about a horse, which, of course, I was a fifth grade girl. So, of course, it was about a horse. Mm-hmm. But actually, my answer that I wrote down was a rocket or a solid gold dancer. You know, I had that, uh, and I marked it out. You did? Yeah. Uh, oh, but no. honestly, yours was, was legit as well. But there was something about being a rocket. I know, and very rocket and solid gold dancer, mm-hmm. very different. But to my young mind, okay. I was like, eh, one or the other. I think it'd be the cool. Buzzer. All Hit right. The okay, here's what I said. You wanted to be astronaut. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to be an astronaut before I wanted to be anything else. Either that or a beetle. Oh, yes, a beetle. But turns out they already had. They already had four. Yeah. It was a perfect number. They didn't need John, Paul, George, Ringo, and Glenn. Right. Well, did they? They didn't know they, they, made, they didn't know yeah, they needed that. Maybe for the White Album. So what did you write down? Um, for my... What you wanted to be when you grew up. Yeah, astronaut. Oh, so I was right. Yeah, you're right. Ah! Yeah. I thought you were just like, because of the way I agreed that writer would be good, but my answer was this. Well, all right, score one for Joey. Woohoo! All right. What is your partner's biggest pet peeve? Do you want to answer this about me? No, you go first. Okay. Your pet peeve, typos. Bailey's doesn't have an apostrophe. <laughs> score two for you. Was that right? Yeah. Ah, yes! I know you so well. Typos. Wow. Glenn does most of our, well, all of our proofing for our business, and um, I will hear him it's yell. It's a gift, really? It is. It's a gift and a curse, because now he can't, mm. he can't read a street sign or anything out in the world without editing it, or yeah. like proofing it. He's like, why'd they do it that way? That's wrong. I want to climb the pole on the billboard and, and just know, change rearrange it. the letters if yeah, they're wrong. Yeah, put the, put the apostrophe or get rid of the apostrophe or the quote marks or whatever that don't need to be there. <laughs> All right, so yes, typos was yours. Okay, what's... Okay, something popular that your spouse... No, 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 no. What is your oh, pet no, no, peeve no, no, about no. me? Okay, the pet peeve. What do you think my pet peeve is? I think your pet peeve is clutter. <gasps> I should have put that. But you didn't? I did. I put I'm lateness. I put lateness. Oh. When people are late, it's it usually just... It kind of bugs me. Oh. But honestly, now that I think about it, you're right. Clutter is probably more... I hate stacks and piles. And here's the thing. People think so I'm super I'm right retroactively. You're right retroactively. <laughs> People think I'm super game? organized, but honestly, don't look at my closets. If I can't see it, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of I'm the person who shoves things away, but I don't like clutter. So I'm not super, you know, it's not like I have everything all organized and labeled, but I just push put it out of the side. Mm-hmm. All right, now the next question. Something popular that your spouse hates. Okay. Do you want me to answer what I think yours is? Yeah. Social media. Oh, no, I don't hate social media. Oh. I, I don't really care for it that much, but it's something... No, I can't say I hate it. Sorry. Well, no, and the thing is, we do use it a lot and for work, but there are times when you get a little frustrated with it. I have said I hate social media before, but I didn't mean it. <laughs> I, I apologize. <laughs> social media, he didn't mean it. He's... If I've hurt anyone's feelings... I apologize. <laughs> well, what did you put then? What From did, the pit. Yeah. What was your what, your answer? What do you? What is something that popular that you hate? Well, being of a certain age, I'm not really plugged into what's popular or what the trends are or anything like that. But things that I hate in general, I really don't like 
MP3 music. Oh, okay. Because it's so, it sounds so bad. It just sounds bad. Stop it. Well, this is, and again. (laughs) I'm really upset now. Glenn spent most of his life prior to The Living Pink in some sort of radio communications, whether it was on air or as a production person. So, and his record collection is huge. Sound and sound design and authenticity. It matters. It's so it important matters. to him. So I get that. I probably should have put, I, I wouldn't have said MP3. I would have said maybe something else like electronic files or something. But I, anyway, I put social media. What do you think mine is? The popular, uh-huh. that's popular, keto diet. Well, I do, yeah, I do hate it. I don't even know what's in it. I don't like diets in general. But I am mean, I right? No, no, no. I put... We're going to have to rethink everything, everything. about this relationship I now. know, right? Well, whose idea even, was this game? You don't even know me. <sighs> um, Real Housewives. And no offense, my sister loves... My sister loves Real Housewives. And a lot of people do. Now, I do no shade. I just don't like it. Now, give me a reality show where someone is doing something with a talent they have. I'm all about it. Blowing glass, got it. Making masks for Hollywood movies, I'm all on it. A whittling competition where people are competing to see who I'm. If it's a skill, I will watch a reality TV show no matter what it is. I once watched a thing about balloon artists. I was obsessed. So, all right. Now, what would your spouse say is your biggest strength? I think yours is you are calming and you are very grounded. At least I consider that your strength, whether you think it's your strength or not. But you are very calming. It's just, you're very, I don't know, you're my rock. I That's love that. That's what I had, sort of. It's what, patience. Yes, okay. yes. So, d- judges? I think they'll let it go. I think we, I think we got, judges wow. will also accept. I yeah, have so, a point. Or right. 10 points. How are we scoring this? I, 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 I think I ultimately, points. I think ultimately it just basically I win. So, okay. there you go. Okay, what do you think my biggest strength is your personality oh that's sweet i said organization but i just said i'm not organized i'm organized organized personality i've got an organized person i'm not organized like i'm not neat I, i mean i put things away but i'm organized when it comes to planning okay the next what career other than the one they have would your spouse excel at i think you would make an awesome history teacher oh wow I think you would. You love history and, again, your patience, and you're just really good at that. I think you'd be an awesome history teacher. What'd you put? Rug weaver. What, the, what is that? A rug oh, weaver. Oh, Somebody that weaves, weaves rugs. rugs. Yeah. It's in the name. <laughs> what is a rug weaver? I was like, what is that? Wait. I should, I should know this. I don't know. It's a, it's, it's, it covers it's a so lot obscure. of things. Really? See what I did there? Oh, yeah. Okay. I said your career would be... And I really, I'm just kind of going back to the retro part of this, a solid gold dancer. Oh, I would, I would definitely rock that. I mm-hmm. mean, because, yeah. You're a good but dancer. here's what I put, voiceover talent for HGTV. And let me try it out. She makes bow ties for Beanie Babies. He is a freelance ventriloquist. Their budget for the new home, $800,000. Killed it. <laughs> So we'll have to tally the scores up, but I think either way, I think we win. Do we? I had a million points, and I don't know how many you had, but I think I came in first. You came in next to last. Next to last. (laughs) Epic. 
Thanks for listening to Couples Inc., a place where we help couples work better together. We drop new episodes the first and third Wednesday of each month, but to make sure you don't miss a show, follow us wherever fine podcasts are published. And if you enjoyed this episode and you want to support the podcast, share it with others, post it on social media, or leave a rating or review. And please visit our website, couplesincpodcast.com. That's couplesincpodcast.com to learn more about us, review show notes, or leave us a message. Until next time. America. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? <laughs>